Genre. Welcome to Spider-Man Minute Weekend Bugle, the weekend edition of Spider-Man Minute. That was like a <laughs> palindrome. That was like a palindrome yeah. intro. Um, <laughs> Backwards and forwards with our intros yes. here on Spider-Man Minute. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I totally did that on purpose. Uh, not because I'm weird and awkward when I don't have a script. Um, we should really just write a script for this. <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of fun that we just make up the intro every time. Like, there's a I certain, guess that's true. Yeah, raggedy charm to it. Anyway. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. We're here. Uh, uh, so, you know, it's funny. There's a um, this podcast I listen to. I think I've referenced it on the show before. Uh, uh-huh. uh, script Notes. Yes. And, and um, early on, they're like, I think they're. They're either past, I think they're past 300, maybe on their way to four or 500 at this point um, episodes. Yeah. And somewhere in the early like 20s, something like that, maybe even Mm -hmm. prior to that, uh, there's two hosts, John John August and Craig Mazin. Craig decided that he was bored of he was like i he he basically he criticized john august of sounding like a robot cuz he introduces the show exactly the same every time <laughs> and he was like he's like you know what just to just to just to change that up um, cuz john august just really likes consistency and he's like just to change that up i'm going to yeah. introduce myself differently every single episode <laughs> and he has yet to repeat himself oh my god do you think he, he has finds like a, a new way to interview yeah. <laughs> just like like just like a different voice or a different <laughs> i like it's the craziest thing but what's so funny is their old episodes are uh to keep their server costs down they only mm-hmm. have i think like the latest 100 episodes up or something sense. like that yeah and yeah. then you have to you have to you have to like it's like a dollar 99 and you get the rest of them um it's like a very on, good deal yeah <laughs> yeah on their website especially considering like the show's amazing but yeah i love um, that show i should listen yeah. to it more <laughs> but but uh uh if you don't if you just are just coming in and you're like i'm gonna try this show out there's he never they never reference the fact that he's <laughs> doing a new intro every episode <laughs> So they're just like 400 episodes into this show and he's like introducing the show like uh Mason Craig I, am I like or you know and you're like what like why are you doing this you have no idea unless you've been listening for it as long as I have it's just so funny i don't That's know super charming i love that oh, yeah good good stuff yeah so maybe our intro can be a version of that we'll just never introduce it the same way and we'll have no yeah. script for it <laughs> yeah you can track <laughs> our moods week to week and we're like what sort of you know did, did zach wake up hungover for this episode of the weekend bugle because he was rambling <laughs> in this intro 
like it's like on Patreon or you know, you guys, thank you for supporting us uh, in the show Weekend Bugle. I'm Zach. You know, like it <laughs> right. comes together at the end there. Uh, but uh, in all earnestness, anyway. thank you again for listening and being here. With yes, you and supporting the show. Indeed, it's always fun. Indeed, um, I'm glad you're here and you're listening yeah. to the show. If you are uh, listening, uh, you know, reach out and yeah. and you know talk talk to us about what we're doing here because we don't we get a lot of feedback for these, so <laughs> like, uh, we're we just kind of putting them out into the ether because <laughs> we're responsible that way. But yeah, I um, feel like we would 100% read it. Like if you're the first person to send us some like you know feedback, we would happily read stuff on air, or, like bounce ideas back. It's just yeah. Like, we get so much uh, like audience engagement on the Daily Show and in the Facebook group, but it's like um, this is our weird, mysterious, you know, hangout yeah. session uh, in the weekends yeah. here. But yeah, thanks maybe for you should, um, uh, maybe you should maybe you should like make a like a Spider-Man Minute at Gmail account or something. Ooh, and, yeah, yeah, and keep track of that. I honestly um, think we might already us. have one of those. I think I set oh, yeah? it up. I think I set it up for like a different social media thing that I needed an email and I like, but I'll find it. We'll figure okay. it out. Okay. Oh then, yeah. Cause you started the Instagram and then you just kind of <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like posting on seven social media. <laughs> I know, man, but like life's really hard. So <laughs> Yeah, all right fair enough yeah i always thought i'd get called out on that not on air but hey that's how we roll here at spider-man uh, today <laughs> i mean i'm doing not doing today? it in a mean way no, i know i know obviously i'm not just like i'm not just like listen zach we need to talk <laughs> uh, uh all right anyways <clears throat> podcasts um yes so this is the week of uh, we're in like late november this is our pre-thanksgiving episode i believe yeah so yeah. so we are we are recording this a little a little earlier uh mm-hmm. than we normally do just because uh thanksgiving stuff but um, yeah like people will be out of town and or house sitting and just yeah and i'll probably I honestly, I'll probably post this early. Uh, So if you guys want something to listen to, like over the Thanksgiving holiday, like you can have it. Like maybe I'll, I'll post it on Wednesday or something when people are traveling. Um, That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, just to have something a little extra in your, in your feeds. But then that of course means that you won't, we won't have another weekend bugle until like the following weekend, but (laughs) you know, you just listen to the episode twice. Who knows? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. It's the um, then it's on the balls in your court when you want to listen to it. It works great. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, sure. yeah. It's like net. It's like the Netflix model. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So, so how are you doing, Zach? I'm uh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you got Thanksgiving is, plans? Uh, yeah. We're well. I've got sort of twofold Thanksgiving plans, which is uh, my good friend Will, who. Um, He's also a podcaster. He runs a podcast called The Motivation Report, which is like a lifestyle, like, uh, you know, motivation blog thing. I don't know. He's like a cool fitness oh. guy or whatever. Uh, he, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Not, 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 not. We should have had him on when uh, Toby was flexing in the mirror. Oh, we should. Yeah. Oh, man. We should maybe get him on for some sort of similar muscle stuff in the in the second. Well, there's that but, there's that scene where uh, where to- Toby uh, takes his shirt off. That's right. Yeah. In the window um, there. Yeah. Yeah. In the maybe window. Maybe and he's that. all, he's all Abby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we can get him on for that. Maybe. Um, yeah. Um, was that Will... the first, was that the first? Mm. like gratuitous like male beefcake 
shot. beefcake thing. Because because granted, so. there is the yeah. thing, the shot in front of the mirror, but I don't think that counts because that's like serving a story purpose. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's not just in a montage somewhere where like we play the sad Spider-Man music and he right. just takes off a shirt. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wonder in, if that was Kevin Feige's idea because now that's maybe. just like every Marvel Studios movie is like it's that. A, it's like they're trying to top each other with it. They're like, well, where are we going to put the gratuitous shirtless scene in this time? Or yeah. um, I don't know. Would would like Hugh Jackman in uh, um, the first X Men movie count as that? Oh. He wakes up all shirtless and goes running around the. No, no downstairs. way. Is yeah. that beefcakey? Have no, you, what was the last time you saw X Men? Because. It's been Hugh, a while. Hugh, Hugh Jackman is like he's like he's just a, a dude in that. Yeah, he's just a he's like, <laughs> just like a normal. He looks like um you know like young Clint Eastwood or something. Sure, like, yeah, where he's, he's just you know a tall very fit man, but he's not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's not ripped. He's done. Yeah. He doesn't have like the crazy veins that he he has in Days of Future Past. Yeah, um, where you're yeah, just like, so oh dear he, God, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. Probably yeah. Spider Man Two is the first instance of that. But uh, anyway, this our our beefcake friend Will. Um, <laughs> he is going out of town for Thanksgiving, so I am um, house-sitting for him and watching his dog, Dave, his big, giant oh. German Shepherd. So that'll be fun. So I'm there for, like, three days. And then on Thanksgiving proper, um, you know, I'm going to feed Dave early, and he'll hang out while I go have Thanksgiving dinner at um, my Bethany's boss's place. Uh, and so he's got, mm. like, a Thanksgiving shindig at his fancy house because he's a fancy is that, person, so um, go to that. Is that sort of the, the is that like par for the course in uh, in LA? Because like nobody's yeah. parents live in LA because everyone's <laughs> not from LA. Right, exactly. It's You pick your orphan Thanksgiving event that you go to because like mo- <laughs> a, a big chunk of people leave to go home for the holidays and whoever's left around, you kind of do a Friendsgiving, which I've come to yeah. be quite fond of. Some people even do them like a weekend early. Like I know my friend Charlene did her friendsgiving event just this past weekend just to make sure Mm. people were still around for it but there is something charming about like the environment acknowledging that traditional mores of like family and holidays are weirdly broken because of the entertainment industrial complex we live in so that like our, (laughs) our family's not here so let's make something weird of it so it's just oh get drunk with your friends and play board games that's thanksgiving you know, I I, I yeah. kind of equate it with like the idea of like um, Jewish people on Christmas going to get like Chinese food and watching a movie. Like, there's an alternate Over holiday. The yeah, yeah. There's an alternate <laughs> holiday there associated with it. So yeah, par for the course is go to somebody's house and have like a a wine Thanksgiving. So that's what we'll cool. do. Cool. Yeah. What about you? What's your sort of Thanksgiving setup this year? Uh, well, normally it was uh, going to uh my Bethany's um. Mm-hmm mom's place in indianapolis but oh, wow. uh yeah and her and her uh her sister and her boyfriend and her brother and his wife would uh all sort of like come and we would yeah. have thanksgiving yeah. um but uh this year hit her brother just had a baby oh and they live in uh he him and his wife live in uh wisconsin because he's a uh, nuclear engineer Whoa, um, okay yeah and um yeah so they 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 live in wisconsin and uh they don't want to travel because the baby is like pretty new i mean yeah i i want to say four months six months i i have i i have no i have no yeah i can't i can't i i don't know time i I can't i can't keep track this year uh, simultaneously feels like the shortest year of my life and the longest so i don't yeah (laughs) i i can't 
I, I, I just don't know. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, within nine months, uh, yeah. this child was born, and they don't want to travel uh, with her sense. yet. So okay. we're going to Wisconsin. For oh, wow. That's fun. Have you been to Wisconsin yeah. before? Like, is that no, a place you're never. familiar with? Wow. No, no. I think, I think maybe I've driven through Wisconsin, mm-hmm. maybe, because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I went to the last Get Up Kids concert ever before it wasn't anymore because they got back together but (laughs) and had a new album uh but but yeah like back in like oh six maybe back Uh, in six yeah my 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 my, uh my friend and i we did a road trip uh to kansas city for their final show and i i think we may have driven through wisconsin but i'm not sure yeah um but so at best i've driven through it but i i've never actually like visited wisconsin before It seems like it'll be fun. It's like a, a type of like Americana that I have mm-hmm. that I haven't like touched on, but it seems like integral to the center of the country. Like my friend, yeah, Katie is from Wisconsin, and there's she just has a certain sort of um, hard drinking edge to her that I think is very charming <laughs> when she's talking <laughs> well, about her, Wisconsin and how much she likes it. So yeah, <laughs> and it, and it feels very Thanksgiving. Yeah, like going to it's thanks- cold. Yeah, yeah, going to Wisconsin. Yeah. It's just. I don't know. Anyway, we'll 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 see how that goes. Uh, I'll I'll report back. I probably won't. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but <laughs> it'll be it'll be uh, interesting. It'll be new experiences. Um, yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah. See some the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other. Uh, I mean, the the other thing that I that I did was I saw uh, Justice League. Oh yes, I also saw Justice League this weekend. Yeah, I um. I okay, so it's getting really bad reviews, and here's the thing. Yeah, it deserves it. Like it's not, a, <laughs> it's not a, it's not a good movie. Sure, uh, but yeah. but however, but, it will yeah. say it will say this. Uh, it's getting it has like a like somewhere around over under forty percent on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes uh, mm-hmm. critic score, and yeah. I'd say I'd say it probably deserves roughly that. Um, yeah. Uh, because I mean, it is a fundamentally broken movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, I tend to think but, of like an overall score as like it's a good marker of the accessibility of the narrative, if not like mm-hmm. the goodness of the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That like, yeah. If it's a movie where the narrative doesn't work and things don't fit together, so yeah, forty-ish sounds appropriate. But what's in there? There's good stuff in there. I think there's it's... really good stuff in there. Oh, and, and and I'll say this, uh, the audience score is like 89%. Hmm. That makes so sense. Like, so, so like people outside of the circles that I apparently find myself in in social media, <laughs> people generally seem to be enjoying it if they're going. Yeah. The problem yeah. is getting people to actually go, which uh, seems to be a, an issue, uh, judging by the box office. Unfortunately. A little bit of a sticking point. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, I, it's a, a movie shaped thing uh, that. Yeah. It, it moves by fairly quickly, and there's a lot of just like light fun <laughs> too stuff. Too quickly. In it. Yeah. Too quickly. <laughs> too quickly to a certain degree. Yeah. That, like, too quickly, I, and then it slows down for weird stuff like the Russian family. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that's where, like where that, it's but... like I look I get what you're doing here I get you're trying to like mm. show like oh there's people here there's stakes yeah but but maybe we don't have to see them like seven times yeah um, and we already established that like the area is chosen because there's not many people there it's just it's just weird um yeah I, I feel <laughs> like 
in terms of like just telling you that it moves quickly and and it's fairly light and and fun, almost like a like an old cartoon or something, like a Saturday morning cartoon that like you know kind of goes yeah. in the head and out the other end. Uh, like I feel like if you get some friends together, and you know if you like to drink, you know maybe like have a couple beers and then go see Justice League, eat some candy. It's a good yeah. time. Like it's a it good. Is. It's an enjoyable time in a movie theater, and like for me, the thing that I was most I put I set the bar fairly low before I went in, and I was like, you know, surprisingly pleased by it. Was just I wanted to see more Wonder Woman. Like I, yeah, I loved that film Wonder Woman that came out in July so much that I was like, that's already bought me a ticket to Justice League just to see some more of Gal Gadot like doing Wonder Woman things. And boy howdy, it delivered it. And then on top of it, you know, mild spoilers. There's good Superman stuff in this movie. Oh and my god, I, there's such good oh. super. This is the super the Superman stuff in this oh. is like the Superman stuff I've been waiting my entire life to see. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, "Oh, cuz I think part of me going into it was like, how are they going to in the circumstances in which this movie was made, how are they going to undo the characterization of Superman that was sort of doubled down on in the previous films and like make him into a figure? And they just kind of just say, "Hey, what if we just what if we just treated Superman as if he was, you know, Superman? Like the Superman you know from, like, comics and TV and stuff. Like, yeah. we'll just pretend that was him the whole time. And then Wrecked we'll just... on it. Yeah, we'll just do it. And I was like, okay, sure. Like, there's not a whole... I mean, there's, like, weird stuff about how do we resurrect him, but there was no, like, you know, re-justifying his behavior. It was just, like, the movie exists in a, like, almost slightly rebooted universe wherein Superman was a solid dude and people mm-hmm. loved him. And when mm-hmm. he comes back back he's superman and i was like well oh, the thing man. that's funny is yeah. you could even uh, there there's a there it doesn't really contradict anything in bvs not really yeah. because yeah. bvs is all set around that one event where he saved lois from that uh warmonger guy that general yeah. dude uh, um oh yeah 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 at the beginning the in the desert and so Jimmy yeah, so die. the whole movie was sort of set around that and then the the you know the testifying of that and like that that situation hearing gets blown up. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So like it all comes from that. So who's to say that in the 18 months between Man of Steel and BBS that Superman wasn't doing yeah, good stuff. Out, yeah, out doing Superman stuff. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so then just... and then the it's just that one thing and that's what they, where they chose to start their story and, you know, and, <laughs> you know, yeah, that movie I, happened. But, like yeah. Basically, I I would happily rewatch Wonder Woman and I'll probably watch Justice League again at some time in the future if I'm, like, rewatching superhero movies. I'm probably not going to rewatch Beavis, but, like, this one is... <laughs> Beavis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this one is, like, Superman's in it. And, it, like... Elfman like goes and uses uh, bits from John Williams score and I'm like Elfman's oh, score is so good. Oh, oh man. He uses everybody's themes. Like Yeah. Oh, he brings back his old Batman theme and I'm like, "Man, that's that's good. That's good stuff." I Oh, it was awesome. I and uh, I and I uh I just the 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 uh criticism I, I keep hearing about the villain, um mm-hmm. I'm starting to just I'm just starting to get tired of that. <laughs> that <laughs> complaint because like i don't know when you're when you're seeing a team movie like why do you 
why, why, why are you there for the villain? Like, I just don't understand. <laughs> um, like, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not going to see Justice League because I care that they're doing Steppenwolf right. No. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't care. Like, he's just a, <laughs> he's just a MacGuffin. He's like a glorified MacGuffin to get the team together. Like, that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah, I don't, do I don't need him to be any more than that. Um, yeah. He's just so, somebody I, holding up an action figure, and it's like, this is the one that I need all the good action figures to fight. Okay, fine. Yeah, I, right. It's it's a, it's a managing expectations sort of experience, I guess. Um, yeah, but I I saw someone um mm-hmm. I saw someone comment about uh that one line that Superman says that I when when it happens my like literally my mouth dropped open and then just like the rest of the movie I was like a little I was like a little kid a little kid um, but. Yeah. But when when Superman, uh, when when Steppenwolf is like, you know, kind of beating them all, and then and and says like basically, you know, something like I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm 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 I will win, like that's the truth or something like that. And some then BS, yeah. You just you just hear off camera Superman say truth. I like truth. Big fan of justice too. And then punches him. <laughs> and I I I saw someone comment on that. And was like, who boy is that bad cheesy dialogue that Warner Brothers thinks works and just does not, bro? And, that's Superman though. And I was like, I was like, oh, you are someone who fundamentally does not understand Superman. Understand Superman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. So that's the Superman. most Superman thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I think that that and a bit later where Bruce is explaining something about the box, whatever, and Superman's on board to help and then stops because he can hear. The Russian people in danger. Right. Like he just He's like, there's civilians. Inside. And he goes, there's uh, civilians. And he pieces. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, oh, that oh that was worth that was worth the ticket price. Like I Yeah. Oh, and then just oh. just alone, alone, him telling mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, Flash, there's a truck going. They're not gonna make it. Help them out. I'm I'm gonna go take care of uh some other people. And he's like, All right. And so he goes behind the truck and pushes it <laughs> out of the way and he's like, Yeah, I did it. And he looks over and Superman just flying an entire apartment building full of people <laughs> across out of, into the safety zone. That's, I was like, This is I've been waiting my whole life to see something like this. It was really great. Yeah. I, uh, uh, I love that. And like yeah. cyborg, uh, cyborg and Superman, like la- like on the ground, like laughing in pain because uh, <laughs> the explosion hurt. And then yeah. Wonder Woman's uh, like, oh, I work with children. Like that's yeah. I, as a delivery method for moments, I like that was I'm I was on board with that movie. Like it yeah, delivered plenty of moments that I was happy to see it. Yeah, it's not a story really. Uh, no, that's, but that's okay. I I yeah. I think part of it is. If you are, you know, coming at this from a like literary analysis standpoint, um, mm-hmm. there's no way it's going to hold up to like the traditional needs of narrative and story because right. the, of the circumstances under which it was made. And, right. Like, so if yes, you know, if you go full death of the author, circumstances don't matter, and just like look at it as a cultural artifact divorced right. from time, and you right. go like, wow, this does not fit together. But if you look at it as like what i there's there's no way to not get a little too like in like sad intense about it but like a situation where this like man was making a movie and then had a horrible personal tragedy and had to leave and somebody else had to step in and reshoot three months worth of it and then 
yeah. recobble it together and also make sure that he kept 60% of the original man's vision so that he wouldn't lose his director's credit so yeah. that he would get the right amount of money from it. Like, as a, as a juggling act out of those circumstances, I'm amazed it works as well as it does. And then after, after yeah. reshooting it, being told yeah. by Warner Brothers that it has to be under two hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are points in this movie where, like, I, I, I you know, look, I... Mm. I uh, I'm I I was bl- I was just I I couldn't believe what I was seeing. There were yeah. points in this movie, especially in like Act One, beginning of Act Two, mm-hmm. where there were like um, establishing shots and 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 things where like people were like walking and talking. Or uh, there's that bit where uh, Bruce walks. Over, like walks to the edge of a cliff and looks over at like the fisherman's village where he's oh, going to sure. go talk to Aquaman. Yeah, and there there are there are scenes like that or or the 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 drone shot of uh, Themyscira. Yeah, um, all of those shots were literally sped up to one point five speed. <laughs> Which it's that kind of thing. You're right. Where you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where if you don't, if you don't know what that looks like, you would just be like, something feels off. But then, Whatever. you know, you yeah. they'd cut to another scene and everything would be fine, and it'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, like anytime anyone wasn't talking in the first 40, 45 minutes of the movie, they it would play at one point five speed. Right. Just gotta to get it get under through. the two hour. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't have anything else to cut. Here's the thing, yeah. Joss. You should have cut some of the Russian people. I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah. Just putting that. You out don't there. need it. I get <laughs> you why it's there. You could have literally shown them leaving their house and getting in the truck, and that would have been enough. Yeah, I understand where his instinct is because I think it's very much his holdover from Age of Ultron, being like, "How do I ground the?" Uh, you know, danger to the general populace here. Yeah. Let's cut back to the civilians. Like it's that, yeah. it's a good storytelling instinct. It's there, but implementation wise, I don't need to see. I mean, <laughs> it's a funny moment when the girl pulls out the can of bug spray. Cause the pair of demons look like bugs. Like that's kind yeah. of fun, but like <laughs> I, we don't need all of those scenes. Joss, we don't need them. No. Um, well, and I, and I don't, and it's not, it's not that funny because she doesn't use the bug spray. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's like, right. <laughs> like it never, it never like pays off. She just pulls it off and they're like, ah, that's funny. They look like bugs. She has bug spray. And then like, I kept waiting for her to have like a moment with the bug yeah. spray and it never happens. Yeah. Uh, There's connected And maybe, tissue. maybe there was a moment, maybe those Russian family stuff was shot by Snyder and maybe he just, he kept it in because. Right. To keep the ratio or something. Yeah. yeah. To keep, keep it at the 60%. Um, yeah. There's no way to know, but there's things like connective no tissue. Know. That's very clearly just like missing for the sake of speed and time. Yeah. Like yeah. there's an almost incomprehensible shot. Like as you are running through the movie when like Aquaman saves a dude who's out at, at sea because he got attacked by parademons or whatever. And he like throws him down on a table and goes to get a drink and he's got like goo on his fingers. And it's, there's not enough time on the shot or uh, like breathing room with that shot to make it clear that there's goo on his fingers because he was attacked by the parademons. Remember the goo from when Batman fought parademons earlier. It's the connection there. But right. it just reads as like, oh, there's stuff on my hand. And the movie just moves right, right past it. Right. <laughs> or like um, one of the MacGuffins uh, is like on a car and then uh, Steppenwolf, show- Steppenwolf shows up and grabs it and leaves. But they 
don't show him grabbing it and leaving. They just show it on the car. They show his like teleportation thing showing up and then he's gone. And then someone looks off and says, he's got the last MacGuffin thing. Uh, and yeah. we just, we don't, we don't even have the shot of him grabbing. It's just like anything that's not a hundred percent necessary. Just like get it out of there. Um, yeah. So it's weird. Like it's a weird watching experience, but yeah. man, the 1.5 speed thing made me feel like I was on drugs. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is, I've never seen this in a real movie before. <laughs> this is insane. Uh, I'm hoping that they fix a lot of that stuff on yeah. Blu-ray. Like when yeah. it comes to Blu-ray, like I hope they like, you know, let things breathe and maybe do like a re-edit. And I, I don't want, yeah. I don't want Zack Snyder's cut. That's not what I want. No, please. Um, no. But well, cause it doesn't matter. His cut ended on a cliffhanger. Um, right. You yeah. can't like, you literally can't have that you can't show his cut because then you're everybody's gonna be like well no i want the next Zack snyder justice league <laughs> you can't you yes. just can't do that um but in any event They're i monsters, i do yeah. i do hope that you i i hope that they uh like they continue working on uh henry cavill's face yes absolutely I hope, please yeah <laughs> i hope that they i hope that they uh kind of like let those 1.5 speed scenes play normal. I hope they yeah. add a few things in. Um, to let it breathe a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which just is, let it I breathe. I mean, the, the extended cuts seem to have worked really well for them on home video. So hopefully that's it. part yeah. of the plan. Yeah, yeah. I think so as well. Cause like they, they've done one for each of the previous ones and, you know, continue to tweak as they go. And I think this movie would benefit from it uh, quite a lot. Um, yeah. I yeah. It's, so. I don't know. It's something else. Like it was, if you just want some of the Saturday morning cartoon stuff of, you know, the mm-hmm. heroes recognizably being those heroes yeah. talking and interacting, having fun. Cyborg says booyah. Cyborg says booyah. I mean, like, come on. <laughs> oh, um, man. I also think, I wonder if we'd have, I mean, not that Steppenwolf is a strong villain by any stretch of the imagination. There is no there mm-hmm. there. But I, I almost wonder if we'd have the same amount of vitriol towards him if they just let him be a dude in a suit. Like if they just had an actual actor in a costume play him. That's a good point. I I, I feel like just doing it exactly the same, but changing that aspect of it, I think would uh, affect a lot of people's uh, perception because I feel like they think he's empty and he looks empty. So yeah. he's the most. Empty. So it's compounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not. Then really... again, then then again, yeah. uh, uh, Malekith was a practical dude in a That's costume, true. and that didn't help that movie. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it's... I will say, uh, one of the things that I knew going, I, I I knew when he was first announced as the director of Man of Steel. Right. And I was I was actually I feel bad about I feel like guilty about this now, but I was actually kind of like looking forward to it. I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's going to be great because I was thinking about the way that he shot stuff in uh, Watchmen Watchmen. and how it was like primarily uh, practical effects or -hmm. practical sets. And yes. Yeah. And And it just it felt kind of like that old school Hollywood thing that we're always talking about with, uh, mm-hmm. with Spider-Man. With Spider-Man, yeah. And, and, I, and, and then Man of Steel yeah. came out, and Man of Steel looked like a, uh, like, a, like a Nolan, like a poor man's Christopher Nolan movie. Right. Um, and I was like, oh, that's not, that's not what I wanted. That sucks. And then Batman vs. <laughs> Superman came out, and it, was, it started off as a poor man's Christopher Nolan, and then it 
sort of like in the middle transitions into something a little closer to what I want. And then it goes into like that weird third act where like it's all CGI and green screen and whatever. (laughs) Um, And I was like, okay, that's not quite what I want either. But I will say this, Mm -hmm. his stuff in Justice League, which I don't care what anyone says. I can, I can absolutely tell what stuff was Zack Snyder (laughs) and what stuff was Joss Whedon. It's, it's ridiculous. And everyone's like, well, not all the jokes were Joss Whedon. I was like, I know the ones that don't work were Zack Snyder. Um, (laughs) uh, Like the brunch thing. That was not, that was not Joss Whedon. Um, That brunch thing was like the least funny thing I've seen in a movie in a long time. (laughs) Like the least funny thing that thought it was a joke. Uh, yeah, it's I, not really I was like, he's just joke. saying brunch. I don't know. What no, is funny about this? Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, I, I, but what I, what I noticed is in the Zack Snyder stuff, like specifically, I'm like thinking about the, um, the, the opening scene on the rooftop with Batman and the guy from Manhunter. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Our, uh, who, who the guy we want to play, J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> yeah, we got and two the other Jonas J. Jonah Jameson one. is also in the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. That freaked me out. That was weird. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that opening scene, I was like, this is the most Batman thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That um, scene. Because it was all, it was like a practical roof set. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Batman is just like flipping around the water tower and he's like <sighs> shooting his, I was like, Wow. Uh, I, I like right off the bat, I was like, I was like, I'm in like, I yeah. just, <laughs> I was like, cause that's, that's I what I was hoping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was hoping Zack Snyder's DC universe would look like. I was hoping yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, and I finally got it in this movie and it was like, yeah, it was a nice yeah. return to form. Yeah. It was I, nice. The, the, it is weird. Feel, I, I do think Man of Steel as a movie holds up more than most of the DCEU sans wonder woman because wonder woman is Mm. the best by far um but it is weird looking back on it how clearly it was like well we could let the you know our our people that we've brought on to be you know creative uh professionals here like go full at their version of this uh but let's make sure we try to recreate the success of the dark knight and it like from the like color palette they chose and like the i like making it be like a little darker and uh like literally and, and really, realistic like really yeah. really grounded and yeah, realistic put it in, yeah. in the real current world and, and even to the degree where they're like the title of the film shall be the name of the character but not their regular name the like spookier name you know that we want. right <laughs> instead of making the batman movie we made the dark knight instead of making superman we'll make man of steel that like we win in this one path and like we had to do a lot of course correction um, to land on recognizable versions of the characters. Uh, yeah, I, I, I w- it would be fun to see like that, like that that Batman scene in Justice League. That stack Zack Snyder making comic book Superman. I would like to see it. I don't know if yeah. it would totally be my bag, but man, I would like to see it. Um, I mean, the thing is, sometimes, um, sometimes directors. Hmm. And this is, and it's an it's a general issue with uh with film, and it seems like it's starting to like step back. The film industry is starting to step back from this uh, preconception. But yeah, sometimes directors shouldn't be involved in the story yeah. of the movie that they're making. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know that seems like an awful thing to say. No, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, but yeah. but like. 
when when your director is just like, oh, and then I want him to do this because that would look cool, and I want to do this because that would look cool. That's not. That's not. That's that's not. That's that's when writers want to kill themselves, like right. <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> they're just putting stuff into the movie that's just meaningless, just because the director yeah. wants a a a a, a, a shot a in the trailer, sh- a, an image. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, like. Rather than a, getting a like an leeway. awesome script yeah, and being like, leeway. okay, how can I execute this flawlessly? Mm. Yeah. Because I think the idea of like, I don't, it sounds a little like derisive tone wise, but I don't mean it to be like, I think the idea of being a hired gun director for mm. a script that already works on its own is sometimes the best use of somebody's skill set. Like, yeah. Like Zack Snyder when he did, uh, say, 300. You know, say what you will about like the politics of 300 or something like that, but in terms of like, here was the thing we wanted to make can mm-hmm. you make it faithfully he just did it yeah you know and, well and look at donna dead donna the dead donna yeah, the dead even dead. more of an example I'm, of that it's a great movie with a with a solid script by james gunn that like yeah. works on its own and then like here come in and like make it work uh make right. this i like that I, I just think it would work a lot better a lot of these times but i think we're married to this idea of um I don't know, auteurism in a certain way that... Yeah, uh, which I hate. When yeah. I, when 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 in this movie, you we're like, after the, the little Superman intro, and then it, it, it goes to that rooftop scene, and then you just yeah. see the credit, a film by Zack Snyder, and I just, I laughed. I like snorted. <laughs> because I, I, I was like, the audacity <laughs> to put that credit on this movie is next level. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, like I hate that credit anyway. It's a stupid vanity credit. Yeah, a and film by blank, as if one. Yeah, person I hate made that. Film, I, I absolutely hate that. Any film. Yeah, it's um and uh, like the only time that I can I I I, I can roll with it to a certain extent mm-hmm. is when you know like something like Baby Driver, where sure it's writer director an original idea that didn't yeah. exist before Edgar Wright thought of it. He wrote it and only he wrote it. And yeah. he directed it. Then That's like, the yeah. only time that I'm like, okay, I like, I don't <laughs> like, I don't love it because hundreds of people worked on this movie, but <laughs> I can accept it as a credit. Yeah. Uh, but in a movie like this, that's instead just some <laughs> kind of insane contractual obligation that is absurd. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, um, I, yeah, just generally, I don't like that credit and I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't like it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, I feel like this is the reason why so many films get stuck in um, in uh, development, like development hell? hell. Yeah, is because what happens What the cycle seems to be is that they hire they, they have a property. Right. And they're mm-hmm. like, OK, we've got, you know, whatever. Superman. We've got Superman. We want to make a Superman movie. Got it. OK. We're going to bring in writers. They're going to pitch us their Superman movie. We're going to pick one. Okay. We're going to pick this guy. This guy has a great Superman story. I like him as a writer. He's going to go write this Superman movie. So he writes the Superman movie, works with the studio. They give him notes. He does another draft, yada, yada, yada. Script is done. He turns it in. They're happy with it. And then they start looking for a director. But for some reason... They don't look for a director with the script. They look for a director who wants to make a Superman movie. Yeah. And then they find one. And that director 
is like, yeah, I want to make a Superman movie. And they're like, great, you're hired. Okay, here's the script we have. Okay, I don't want to make this. <laughs> I want to make a different Superman movie. And they're like, okay, you're the director. Fine, let's hire another writer. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. You're wasting no. money on the first guy. Like, just find a director who likes that script. That script. I don't see yes. why. I don't understand why that's so difficult. <laughs> I don't know, man. Egos, like. <laughs> it's great. It's great. But what egos? I, this is like the ego. Like the process. I, I think. Yeah. I think the process is broken. Is what yes. my is, yes. is is my issue. Like yeah. I understand that. Like it's the ego of the director. The director wants to be involved in the authorship of the film or whatever. I guess. Yeah. But, but like, why, why do you why why offer him the movie then? If you have a script that right. you already like. Find a director who likes the script and maybe and we'll he wants to make tweaks script. to it, but like yeah. generally minor tweaks just for like certain like visual pastiches or whatever. Yeah. But that's I, it. You know? Uh, it's like just, find somebody it's, who loves the script or wants to work with the original writer and doesn't want to like rewrite it and break it. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, the point the, the 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 thing that I always point to in Man of Steel that always drives me absolutely up a wall and just like <laughs> just shows that it's kind of like a broken movie um, yeah. and, and shows you that Zack Snyder just doesn't really, uh, he doesn't respond to stuff that's broken. He just doesn't really, he doesn't seem yeah. to care. Yeah, um, yeah. Is there's a, there's a moment where, uh, where uh, Fiora and, uh, oh, yeah. and, and, and Zod, or maybe, maybe not, maybe Zod's not on the ground. He might still Whatever be on the Whatever Kryptonians ship. are on the yeah. ground. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, anyway, Fiora is like, he's, she's like showing down at like Fiora and a bunch of other Kryptonians come out of the ship and there's like uh, all of the military there and Superman's there and, and Lois. And, um, and she's like, we, uh, we need Superman and Superman's like, all right. So he's like, turns himself in. I think this is over. This is like before he had decided to turn himself in when they were like, sent yeah. out that video broadcast which oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. knew how to do for some reason sure. but Whatever. um <laughs> yeah so so he turns himself in and then fiora is just like zod also wants the 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 human female talking about lois yeah and and the and the the general guy is like uh like hell and lois is like it's fine i'll go i'll do it and then mm -hmm. she goes on the ship and then they put her in a holding place she she joins up with Jarrell and Jarrell's like hey here's how you break out of here and then she breaks out of there we never just so that the ship can crash. We right. never ever find out why Zod wanted her on the ship. <laughs> like what her purpose of being on the ship was. The only purpose was to get her on the ship so she could break out of it so the ship could crash. That's it. <laughs> and yeah. it, like that kind of thing drives me up a wall. And that's right. the kind of thing that you'll you'll see in a Zack Snyder movie just because like he doesn't he doesn't care about he cares about A and C. He doesn't really yeah. care about B. B, yeah. And and yeah. like if we made sure it worked on the page first, right? Before we got there, like it would be fine. It's still. I mean, sometimes I will watch the Man of Steel trailer and yeah. imagine the Man of Steel movie I thought I was going to watch because I yeah. still kind of think like the second trailer for Man of Steel is the best Superman movie of like the last decade. It is. Mm -hmm. It's gorgeous and yeah. uplifting. And like, you know, Jor-El's whole speech about, I think it's lifted from All-Star Superman basically, but, you know, giving the people of Earth an ideal to strive towards, you know, they will stumble, yeah. they will fall. 
it's like and then you and then you and then you show the you show the kid in the, the kid with the with the with towel the, the red towel and he's oh. like pretending to be superman and you're like oh man look at look at look at what superman is inspiring in this movie it's great and then you watch the movie and it's actually clark it's literally and you clark get really kid. confused because who is he trying to act like if he's not he's superman never seen, yet he's superman and he doesn't have a cape he's never seen anybody with that cape it's weird <laughs> but like but the imagery is there and the tone and like yeah. i really think zimmer did a good score on that it's just like I will watch that trailer and be like, "This is some good Superman stuff right here." Yeah, like, this is, it would have been oof. it would have been cool if that was. Yeah, the but movie. it's just I would have liked like that scene is in there where Jor El says that whole speech, but like yeah. I just would have liked to see a movie that like backed that up. Like, mm-hmm. show me that. Yeah, peop- that he's an ideal to strive towards, and that's yeah. that's Superman to me. Yeah. And so when I watch Justice League, and it's like we just skip to an idea of the world where yeah, that was Superman. I'm happy to be there, you know, like to people grieving over Superman or talking about what he did, or even like even Batman saying to Wonder Woman that like she should take up that mantle of being, you know, an inspirational figure to the populace. Like that works for me. I I was, it was nice to be in that headspace again, even if, you know, everybody making the movie was kind of doing so with like one hand tied behind their back. I, I was happy we landed in some of those moments and i, and I sit hope there and that eat my candy yeah and, and i hope that they i hope warner brothers went into this uh with tempered expectations yeah um you know knowing that the movie doesn't quite work but yeah. it's good enough and right. knowing that this is just uh it's a tax write-off for <laughs> the 300 million dollars they spent yeah. That uh will go toward, you know, the rest of the movies they've got on their slate. Yeah. I the keep rest seeing of their all movies these... won't work without having made this one. So right. like maybe eat eat the cost a little, you know? Right. Right. I, I I just don't want them to take it so personally that they didn't make as much money as the third Thor movie. Right. Um right. like which they probably will, but like it don't. Well, and, and I mean, that's because Warner Brothers is too much in control of DC, I think. I, sure. I really think they need well, to they bought it out right, a little right? more. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the 70s. Um, yeah. Yeah. They need to they, they need to let allow them to be a little more independent. Um, yeah. Like the way that Disney does with Pixar. Uh, sure. They just, they just need to let them kind of stand on their own a little bit more creatively because mm-hmm. – them getting so involved, I think, is uh, is what's hurting things because they're just they're so reactionary. Yeah, uh, and it's that it's a problem, especially if you have like a reactionary like CEO whose background is not in film. Yeah, but in I don't know what is, what is some it? kind of business or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, um, but I, I, yeah, but I, I, what I like in, in Justice League, I absolutely had over really, heels love. Really love, yeah. I, and what I didn't uh, like, I didn't hate. So, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. So I felt like pretty good about it at the end yeah. of the day. I was like, yeah, okay, <laughs> fine, cool. Yeah, it was worth yeah. it. Yeah. And that post credit scene was also one of the most DC things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the mid credit scene, I think, which might be my, one of my favorite mo- moments well, in the whole thing. Uh, I is great. <laughs> I love I love the mid credit scene until the last two seconds, where oh. they where they start the race and Superman oh, yeah. starts flying, and I go, 
that it's not a be running. foot race. Yeah, the whole point running. is that yeah. you're <laughs> supposed to be running. Yeah. Um, if you can beat the Flash flying, that's not as impressive, Superman. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, that's fair. But you mean but, the, the actual post-credit, the like, it is so super villainy, goofy, weird, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, like I like I didn't love Eisenberg's uh, Max Landis Luther in uh, nah. BVS, but uh, whatever he <laughs> did to like sort of tone it down, and I don't know, he like kind of toned it down a little in that just, in that post credit, and it's yeah. it's real good. I really it's, liked it a lot. <laughs> I just loved it. He shows it's a weird on a yacht, and it's Lex, and he's in a purple suit, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Okay. Pur- purple here. suit and like a green ascot. Like it's, <laughs> it's amazing. And then Deathstroke and our boy Joe. Our boy Joe. Our boy Joe is there. Ah, oh. he's got his gray hair and his eye patch as Deathstroke. <laughs> he looks great. <laughs> I wasn't boy, expecting man. him to have like the white hair. No, that surprised me when he took yeah. off the helmet because I was like, I was like oh, I was like, cool. I, like I remember like his Bethany next to me was like. Who is this? Is this voice familiar? I'm like, it's Joe. You know Joe. We just watched True Blood. And I was all like waiting to see his like mop of black hair when he took that thing off. And I was like, oh man, no, they went for it. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was, was comic cool. booky as hell. So yeah. I love that. I, I'm saying I'm saying <sighs> if 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 DC can lean into the comic bookiness of it all. Yeah. Like DC has an opportunity to be more comic booky than Marvel because Marvel totally Mar- Marvel as a as a company Marvel as like a series of stories has always supposed to be the more grounded yeah. story. That's you know? why they live in New York instead of Century City and Metropolis. You know, right? Exactly. Exactly. This is the heroes in the real world, Marvel. That's like right. Their- tagline that's their that's their whole thing so like dc has an opportunity to out marvel marvel in that Mm -hmm. like everyone's saying oh marvel's so comic booky but like dc could be way more comic booky yeah uh, if they wanted to the most comic booky thing that has happened in marvel is like i don't know spidey like webbing up giant man's ankles maybe like that's great but like yeah you you guys could do the green lantern core i'm just saying i'm just like there's so much there well not just not just go- that but just like making fake cities and yeah. like just just completely because the thing is ultimately everything at marvel outside of like the cosmic space everything at yeah. marvel takes place in new york yeah. and <laughs> new york has to look like new york right but- no matter what like no matter no matter when you're doing it it has to look like modern day new york yeah. Uh, you know, I guess the exception would be like um, uh, 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 Captain Marvel is going to be like yeah. set in the 90s. Like West Coast um, but I don't even know if that's going to be in New York. I don't know where yeah, that's going to yeah. take place. But, but like, but but you could do just go crazy Art Deco on yeah. uh, M- Metropolis, man. Like, yeah. Art Deco, Metropolis, <sighs> you know, urban Gothic Gotham. Like, yeah, you get to like create these worlds from the ground up, something that you don't get to do in most Marvel movies. Yeah. And I would love to see it as like a lot of practical stuff. That's the other thing Mm -hmm. because it's all make believe because none of it is supposed to be like a real place. You don't have to painstakingly recreate anything. You can build it from the ground up. So you don't have to worry about like doing a CGI thing because it doesn't need to be. It, Make it weird be. stone edifices and do supervillain speeches on yeah. them. Just do it. Yes. 
Yes. Ah. Oh man. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, uh, comics. But yeah. But speaking <laughs> of uh, speaking of Marvel and all of their stuff taking place. Uh, on on Manhattan, aka Marvel Superhero Island. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're we're talking. Our main topic today is about uh, the Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man. Yes, the ride featured at uh, Universal's uh, Islands of Adventure on Marvel Superhero Island, which oh, is oh, which is just fun. which is just Manhattan. Um, just Manhattan, Marvel Superhero yeah. Island. That's yeah, hilarious. Just Manhattan. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why they don't just call it Manhattan, but they don't. Uh, Islands of Adventure. And now Islands of Adventure is like separate from the Universal Studios Park itself or like Yeah, yeah, work? they're they're okay. right next to each other. In fact, mm. both parks have a Harry Potter land. Uh one has uh <laughs> one has Di- Universal Studios has Diagon Alley and Islands uh-huh. of Adventure has uh has uh uh, uh Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade. Yeah. And uh, if you get a two park pass, you can you can ride the Hogwarts Express between the two parks. Um, oh, that's cool! Wait, yeah, dang, that's awesome. Yeah, so you can take Hogwarts Express from Diagon Alley to Hogsmeade in Islands oh. of Adventure, um, which is I want to cool. do that. Damn, yeah, it's pretty uh, cool. Uh, is... But but anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're talking about uh, Islands of Adventure, Marvel Superhero Island. Um, Amazing, Amazing Adventures, Adventures of Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Uh, so, so uh, this, this uh, for those of you who have never been to Islands of Adventure, uh, it opened in 1999, mm. and it was uh, basically there were I believe there were five, yeah, five islands when it originally okay. opened. Uh-huh. Um, there was uh, there was uh, uh, Seuss Landing, which is like a Doctor Seuss island. Oh, that's fun. Jurassic Park, of course. Uh, there was the the one that I always forget, Lost Continent, hmm. Um, hmm. which is interesting because like Lost Continent is basically like there's no IP in Lost Continent. It's huh. just stuff they made up like Disneyland did when it first oh. opened. Okay. Uh, yeah. And unfortunately, all of it flopped because no one cares about anything that isn't an That's IP. That's not an IP. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which which is so funny because um, theme park junkies and theme park fanatics, like they will, they will like take Disney, you know, to, they'll take them to the mat for all of the IP stuff that they're doing. Yeah. They're like, what happened to all the original stuff you guys used to do? Like Pirates of the Caribbean and Jungle Cruise and like all of that <laughs> stuff. We want more stuff like that. And it's like, no, you don't. Well, you might, but no one else does. Yeah. And yeah. and they're like, and they're like, well, people still go to the haunted mansion and stuff. I was like, yeah, because that stuff has been around for so long, it has become it's IP. Become, yeah, they, yeah. We're making movies off it now. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but it's just it's become it. It is like Disneyland. Yeah. But like you can't yeah. do that anymore. Like, no. It's just With an original, yeah. No, it's not gonna happen. There was um, there was a a number that came up in the research for this when they were talking about um this ride was originally just a Orlando and then they later made a, a clone of it for Japan's Universal Studio Japan. And uh-huh. they did that in 2004. And when they added a Spider-Man ride to Universal Studios Japan, their uh, attendance went up 11%. Because, wow. Because people just wanted to see Spider-Man at the yeah. thing. It's like, that's... Yeah. General audiences respond to IP. Like, what are you going to do? Theme park people? Yeah. I don't know. No, don't absolutely. Know. Uh, so, so yeah. So, they had Lost Continent, but that has mm-hmm. all been pretty much uh, scrapped. Uh, gotcha. Almost all of it. 
mm-hmm. I think the only thing that's left is uh, the I think the restaurant is still open because it won a bunch sure. of awards, so it's oh, still wow. there. But <laughs> okay. everything else is gone. Um, it's been eaten up by the other islands. Now it uh, is a there's... lost continent. <laughs> yeah, right. Lost. Yeah, now it is, it literally is a lost continent. Yeah, oh, boy. So um, so, uh, so yeah, so Lost Continent and then uh, Toon Lagoon, which is like mm. Rocky and Bullwinkle, Dudley oh, Do-Right, right. Uh, yeah. Blondie, sure. stuff like that. Uh, yeah, Toons. Kathy. It's like all comic strips and uh, and uh, Bullwinkle things. cartoons. Um, yeah, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. And then, uh, and then there's uh, Marvel Superhero Island. Uh, and the thing that's interesting is like because it opened in 99 there was no spider-man movie yeah in 99 so there had never yeah. been a spider-man movie when this opened and so this oh. is based on uh this is i mean it, it's sort of like it's sort of loosely based on um on um like yeah like the fox cartoon like the fox because mm. it has like similar sort of animation in the uh the q footage Right, uh, right, and 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 whatnot, the stuff that you watch while you're waiting in line, mm-hmm. and then uh, the ride itself is like uh, you know CG 3D animation. Yeah, and um, uh, yeah, so this is the on uh, what else is on this island? You've got the Hulk roller coaster, uh, which when it started, it was meant to like recreate the feeling that uh, like as you're, you're, you're going through Bruce Banner's lab and then you find him and then you get on the ride and he like turns into the Hulk and like jumps you around or whatever. That's like what the roller coaster is supposed to feel like. And then, and then later it was uh, refurbished and changed to uh, they are going to turn you into a Hulk. And oh, okay. So it's yeah. you turning into a Hulk and leaping Rawr. around and then coming back. Um, nice. And being like, what a ride. You turned into the Hulk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then there's uh That's there's fun. like a Dr. Doom, uh, like drop ride. Um, uh-huh. And lots of, uh, you know, uh, picture opportunities and, uh, the whole place is set up like a, like, like Manhattan, like a comic booky Manhattan and, that's fun. Um, yeah. Wow. So seems like it'd be a cool place to go. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's fun, but it's, it's, it's all, it all feels very off brand now because it's, <laughs> it's so like, it's all like this weird nineties animation and just everything looks a little, little generic. Um, sure. Yeah. Because they yeah. can't use any of the stuff from the movies because Disney owns the movies and mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, honestly, uh, originally, the the uh the whole thing was going to open um it was going to be called uh what was the original title for this i got to go back That's i forgot right. to leave it leave my tab open um <laughs> it was originally going to be called uh where is it it's like cartoon something cartoon island or cartoon oh so that it'd be less about the marvel heroes specifically and more about like cartoon well, shows or no well yes. no because it was it was okay. it was originally going to be um dc comics oh and, and i oh. think that they are regretting that decision <laughs> <laughs> to a certain extent um as much as you know as much as spider-man has obviously been a, a big hit for them uh, yeah i think that totally. they i i think they were um they were uh, regretting it because now they like they're kind of stuck with the Marvel thing, but they can't 
really if, if they relinquish it, Disney will immediately build a Marvel park. Uh, yeah. and, and they'll be like, Oh, um, which toast. will probably make yeah. them look bad. But then if they don't relinquish yeah. it, then they're just stuck with this weird off brand Marvel thing. Um, yeah, they can't capitalize on the success that of like Marvel as a huge thing now because right. somebody else owns it. Yeah. Uh, right. That's weird. Um, it's a weird uh, place to be. <laughs> I can't, uh, yeah, I can't find the thing that it was originally, uh, what it was, originally well, right. be. but, but in any event, um, it was, it was mm. originally DC and, uh, I, I feel like they're, they're regretting, uh, choosing Marvel. Um, but mm. in any event, uh, this was, uh, the amazing adventures of Spider-Man was the opening, like the park opening ride that like launched mm. Islands of Adventure because the Jurassic Park ride was a good ride, but it had already been open in Hollywood for like years. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and just sort uh, of a, a ported clone or whatever type of thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and you know, no one cares about the lost continent and no one really <laughs> cared about the, the, you know, Toon Lagoon. I mean, Toon Lagoon has some, has some, you know, has a great ride. The, the Dudley oh, sure. do right, uh, uh, log, log flume jammers. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. Uh, it, like one of the, my favorite log rides ever is that Dudley do right ride. Awesome. Um, <laughs> really, really great. But, and the, and then like the Dr. Seuss stuff is all like really little kid rides. Um, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, it's but... not, there's no, like, there's no like thrills or anything to be had yeah. at, it's like it's where you go when you like want to relax for a few hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this so, was like the flagship thing. This was how they sold the appeal yeah, of the. This and Hulk, the Hulk coaster. These were the two gotcha. that they were really, really pushing when it opened. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man is a, uh, a, a motion-based 4D dark ride. Uh, and, cool. And I know what yeah. some of those words mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's actually kind of similarly set up to uh, the Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey ride. Right. Yeah. Um, in that it mixes practical effects with screen with three D screens. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. is Forbidden Journey three D? It might not be. It is. Yeah. Oh, it is in three D. Okay, I couldn't yeah, remember. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, yeah. yeah. So this. So so here's basically the gist of it. So you. You go into the ride and you're in the Daily Bugle. You're you're a tourist in Manhattan and you're checking out the Daily Bugle. You're about to go on a tour and uh, you are introduced to uh, what is this new thing called the scoop, which is a <laughs> an armored vehicle, uh, uh, like a series of armored vehicles that the Daily Bugle is trying out. So they have they have they have one supposedly um <laughs> they have one right now but the plan is to build many many more and they want like all of their reporters to have one of these armored vehicles because the idea is that they will be able to drive the scoop into any situation and be safe but still get the story right um that's, so all the that's crazy the all the crazy superhero villain stuff can be happening but this the reporter will be safe but they're right there in on the action Right, I guess is the idea. Okay, that's good. Right, I like that. So you're you're going through the deal the through the Daily Bugle. Uh, you know, you start off in the lobby, and then you end up in the offices, and you'll you'll notice that all the offices are empty and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you find out that the offices the offices are empty because uh, the Sinister Syndicate. The syndicate, not the Sinister not the Six. Sinister Six, yeah. <laughs> because there's only five of them, but they still want the alliteration. <laughs> 
So the Sinister <laughs> Syndicate, which includes Dr. Octopus, Electro, Hydro Man, Hobgoblin, and Scream, who Scream. is a character who is a character uh yeah, she's a uh she is a symbiote spawn of Venom. Yeah. Uh first introduced in uh Venom Lethal Protector. Which She's was that, Lady Carnage. Yeah, you know, which was that miniseries that uh, they're supposedly basing the uh, the movie off of. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the, yeah. the film. So you maybe maybe we'll this is who there. Jenny Slate's playing. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, whoa. Maybe. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Um, thoughts. But yeah, so that's the, the group, the not Sinister yeah. Six. Uh, right. Sinister Syndicate. Sinister uh, Syndicate. Uh, yeah, they so they, they, uh, they stole the Statue of Liberty. Which is which is really a really great thing because you're in Manhattan on the island, but there's mm. no Statue of Liberty anywhere, and that's the oh, explanation. Is that so they like stole outside it. in the island? You're like, why isn't there a? It's because it was stolen by. A, right. Kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Um, All right. So, uh, so yeah, they stole the Statue of Liberty. And they're holding it hostage. Uh, they stole it with uh, the daily. They're the the Doctor Octopus's anti gravity gun. He has an anti gravity mm-hmm. gun where he can he can shoot a thing and it has it'll lose its gravity and he can steal it uh, something as heavy as the Statue of Liberty because it's just like floating around. Uh, right. It has no weight so, anymore. Yeah. Right. So they stole it uh, and they're holding it hostage for control of Manhattan. It's pretty super villainy. Yeah, I'll give yeah. him that. Yeah. That yeah. Works. And, pretty uh, pretty soon. I I worry about their uh, about their uh, group dynamics if uh, they were given <laughs> control of the city because I think I don't know I I could be wrong but I feel like they would all turn on each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty darn quickly. Um, and then the rest of the ride is just like us, uh, you know, going in to check it out, and Spidey shows up. I don't know what's the yeah, what's well, the quick way to describe it. Yeah, so so basically, uh, they they steal the Statue of Liberty, they hold it hostage. And as a result of of that, all of the reporters at the Daily Bugle have assumed that they're going to win. And so they've all left town because they don't want to live in a city (laughs) run by the syndicate. And that's why there's no one in their offices. That's why the Uh, building is empty as you're going through. Cynical uh, reporters at the Bugle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All the the reporters are cynical. And then we have uh, to be the reporters. Right. So so, so Jonah Jameson, uh, because it would be insane for him to do it, because then who would run, who would run the daily, the daily Bugle. Uh, But he, uh, he's like, well, it's a good thing. We got these tourists. You guys can run the scoop. You know, you can get in a scoop vehicle and, and get the later lowdown on this, uh, this story. Yeah. So you get in a scoop. Uh, there is uh, three rows, four riders per row. Mm. Uh, so you're looking at, you know, about a dozen people, I guess. Yeah. A- and, uh, yeah. And then you, 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 you take a ride, uh, to get the, to get the scoop on the, on the syndicate. And you yeah. basically, uh, you get involved with the, with the syndicate. You luckily you, you run into the syndicate, like <laughs> where whose hideout is apparently next door. Uh, yeah. <laughs> convenient. Here um, we are. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you show up at their, at their headquarters, they see you, they try to get rid of you. Spider-Man saves you. Uh, and then you are still trying to get the scoop and, uh, and, and then Spider-Man, uh, tries to save you, but D- Dr. Octopus, uh, uses his anti-gravity gun on the scoop vehicle 
it floats up into the air and then you get to experience like Spider-Man, like, you know, web sling fighting the syndicate and in the skies. Yeah. In yeah. the sky while trying to save you from dying. And then you fall off a building and he webs you up and catches you. And then you uh, go back to the daily bugle. Yeah. Um, that's, so that's basically it. I mean, there's a lot of little stuff that I want to definitely right, talk about. Right, yeah, but that's the general arc of the narrative and premise, I guess you could say, yeah. of, the, <laughs> of the ride itself. Um, yeah. It's like it's like weaponized childhood nostalgia. I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't make a bunch of sense, I guess, in terms of like why Jonah would have us be in the scoop as reporters or whatever. But it's, it's such goofy fun. That you just kind of go with it, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I, I found myself like in watching the, the footage and everything, um, just kind of just being charmed the whole time. And like full disclosure, I um, I'm sort of a a, a theme park ride novice person. That like uh-huh. I didn't go to theme parks at all growing up. I I didn't have like a favorite ride or anything growing up. I mean, there's there's a Six Flags in Colorado that I went to like maybe five times. Uh, you know, like I've been on roller coasters, but it wasn't something I went to very often. <laughs> well, we this never... is this, this yeah. is a very this is very similar to uh, my relationship with Nick because mm. Nick also this and this is me being like a huge like <laughs> huge nerd. This is yeah. like this is like the part of my nerdery that I'm like somewhat ashamed of, but I'm like a huge <laughs> like theme park nerd. But but uh, but yeah, no the the he had the same thing where he he mentioned like Six Flags as like a theme park and uh, yeah. Six Flags is not a theme park. Six oh, Flags not, is an amusement park. Is an amusement park God, because there's sorry. no theme. Yeah. There's oh, no theme. It's just, the theme yeah. is amusement. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Right. There's no. There's no theme. It's just roller coasters. Like. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so theme that's park the di- has to be something like Islands of Adventure or Universal Studios or Disneyland Disney. or Disney yeah. World. Yeah. Disney right. South. Okay. That makes sense. And yeah, yeah. to that, to wit, I never went to Disney growing up. I'd never been to Universal Studios or anything like that. I still have never been to Disney, even though I live in Los Angeles and it's like an hour drive away. Um. But I did have a weird sort of crash course in theme parkery uh, the one summer that I worked as a tour guide for Universal Studios, uh, which I did for one day of actual work and a month of training. So during my month of training, I, I rode every ride in the Universal theme park and learned the ins and outs of like that one theme park in Los oh. Angeles. Is that yes. like, was that like part of your training? Yeah, part of our training is that we had to be at least familiar because the tour guide is like its own. The tour at Universal Studios Hollywood is its own ride, basically, and it's like the right, one right, unique right, right, thing right. they have. Yeah, um, and so like your your guests will ask you about other stuff, and they wanted us to at least be generally knowledgeable about like, hey, maybe don't go on the mummy ride if you're feeling ill because that's the fast roller coaster and you'll throw up. So we wanted to have like a general working knowledge of the park. So they would do things like during our training, we had a day where they gave us a literal scavenger hunt of like trivia about the park and had you'd have to like go run out into the park and go find information about like what does Groot say when you ring the doorbell over there just as like a uh exercise in getting us familiar with the park it was very silly and very weird but so like all of my like comparison points with this ride and with you know theme park rides in general are from that like one week of my life that i spent riding (laughs) Writing rides at Universal Studios and like mm-hmm. looking behind the scenes. So like when I talk about like my my initial reaction to this, this is still kind of from somebody who is not 
like well versed in this stuff. So I yeah. like in watching it, I just kind of was struck. But this might seem obvious to theme park aficionados, but the idea of oh my god, you can make a ride that is just predicated on the idea of swinging through the sky with Spider-Man. And before we had like I don't know, like hyper realistic video games that let you swing around in the, the sky as Spider-Man, like that feeling was enough to build this whole multi-million dollar like attraction around and it would you know it would be worth it like i i the the thing i kept thinking you know in our initial research for this week was i just would love to have been able to go on this as a kid like i still would like to go on it now and it's far away it's in like florida or something i would love to check it out in person but i wish i could have seen this as a kid because i think it would have blown my mind yeah um, i think yeah. i wrote it for the first time at like 15 mm-hmm. it, it was shortly after it opened i think i think around like 2000 i i, I must have went to florida and my dad took me uh yeah because he went he was so excited about this ride because i remember i told like i i told you guys all i i haven't really brought him up a lot i don't think in the <laughs> in in the over the course of the show but i i remember in our first episode i talked about yeah. how big of a spider-man fan my dad was totally um he lives in the orlando area uh mm. so he's like he's like literally like 25 minutes from universal Aww. studios and so when islands of adventure opened he took the day off and just went by himself Oh my god, I love just that. Cause he, just because he wanted to ride the Spider-Man ride. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I would have done. I, I I imagine like if my if my parents had taken me to this theme park as a child, um, or I guess we would have had to do some time fudging. If I could time travel somewhat to be like a six-year-old kid at the, I couldn't have because I would have been too old when this ride was open. But I think I would have done that thing where like, I don't care what else is on the island. I don't care what else is on the other parks. Let's go do Jurassic Park once. And then I will spend the rest of the day doing this Spider-Man ride over and over and uh-huh. over again. Cause I, it, it's thrilling. It's like four minutes or whatever, but it is, um, it's uniquely charming in that way that like your kid mind works when you're smashing your action figures together. It yeah. feels, it feels the way that feels. I loved it. I, don't know. I wonder if because the the footage that we watched was the uh, the refurbished footage that they right. uh, they, they created between the... yeah updated between 2011 and 2012 right um, yes and uh, HD I, footage I don't yeah. remember if in the original ride I don't remember what Doctor Octopus looked like if they mm. changed the way he looks because I find they it might. very suspicious that he's like wearing a trench coat and stuff yeah uh, I think you're right I mean. They had one of the, um, here's a little behind the scenes for you. Scott sent me some links uh, about the ride. And in one of those was like an old behind the scenes thing they shot. Oh, yeah. Um, in that, they have the original ride footage. And I think right. he's just in his yellow and green. Okay, okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah so they yeah. made him look like Alfred Molina. <laughs> right. Because they updated Spidey's costume as well. Because the original ride footage has him in, um, with pretty big eyes and close together web lines, much like the Spidey on the outside of the building, uh, right. sort of a Mark Bagley type of Spidey. And then in right. the refurbished version before 2012, he kind of has more of the Sam Raimi pattern of that's true esque on him. Yeah, so they changed up pretty much probably the physical look of everybody um, mm. a little bit during that mm. to try to meld it together a little bit. I don't know. Like maybe they couldn't go too close because then maybe Sony would get them in trouble. Yeah, that's that's true. But I <laughs> I do like uh, I I. I the one thing that I am 
always impressed with by this ride is mm. that uh, they just let Electro be Electro. Like Hell he's yeah. just Hell Electro yeah. with like with the his... like one <sighs> of the greatest uh, one of the greatest villain costumes of all time. Um, it's so absurd and so oh, perfect. It's, it's he's magical. got a big old mask of lightning bolts around his face. God, that's great. Yeah, oh, and Hobgoblin awesome. looks great too, and it. it's just fun. Yeah. I, um, I mean, maybe we could like just go through like the sections and like reactions and stuff. I guess. Um, yeah, sure. And thoughts I had. So like in the um, in the ride queue like footage, you know, as you as you go through waiting in line, um, I just, <laughs> I really love the exterior with the fake skyscraper and Spidey like kind of leaping at you, which I, I guess makes more sense now knowing that the whole, um, island is fake manhattan basically that uh-huh. it's i there's something so cool to me about a big like foam and particle board skyscraper that's like painted to look like a cartoon skyscraper like, yeah and that's into, the thing it all uh, looks like it all looks like a comic book city. yes yeah. like it doesn't like comic book it doesn't it look, look like, like a real, real city or like a yeah. back lot it looks uh, like a fake comic book city which is so fun and like to the degree that i like I kind of gasped when we went into the Daily Bugle. I'm like, oh, it's the Daily Bugle. And no, it's not the Daily Bugle. Like, it's not the Daily Bugle that I saw in the, you know, Raimi movies. It's not the Daily Bugle out of the pages of a certain comp, but it's a cartoon Daily Bugle. It reminds me of, because again, this is my only um, reference point. It reminds me of the Springfield area in Universal Studios Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Where they built out Springfield, um, but instead of like, you know, a tavern for Moe's Tavern that's like real wood paneling and everything. Like literally it's purple with like black lines that make it look like wood grain. You know, like if it is, you're in a real version of a cartoon, not like the reality that that would be. There's something, something kid-like about that. This like Play-Doh, you know, adventure land that you're wandering into. So that like, I get really excited when like I saw, oh my God, Daily Bugle on the walls and, you go into the the newsroom bullpen and there's desks and the walls are purple for no reason and I'm like yeah mm-hmm. yeah that seems right like I'm, I'm oh yeah yeah there. and then they and, and like one of my favorite things that they do uh, mm. in it and it always bothered me when I was a kid because I was like God that's so lazy but then like as an adult <laughs> I went and I was like oh I see what they're doing yeah uh, all of the stuff that's like in the background of the line like if you're just kind of like scanning the room that you're in and you'll see like trophies in a case or whatever everything is one generic color the way that it would be in a comic book yes yeah Yeah. if somebody were coloring it in the comic like yeah the trophy case with all of their like i don't know what they are pulitzers uh would a would a tabloid like the bugle be getting like major journalism awards whatever i don't i don't think a lot of people know that the daily bugle's a tabloid. a tabloid i think fair we enough. only know that because we covered a movie a minute at a time <laughs> that's fair yeah like that like all of the all of the like uh desks in the bullpen are the exact same color and the walls are one solid shade of purple and those yeah. awards are like that it's really cool and you go into some weird room where like the ceiling there's this big red thing i don't even know what to call it this like architectural element that like looks like a giant spider on the ceiling and it's uh-huh. this crazy red spider thing and it's like bright primary red and the r the walls are blue and i'm just i just felt transported into a world that i think probably feels the most like the um 
the '90s cartoon series or something. If I if I have to lock it down to a touchstone, yeah. um, it's but, either like, that or Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Uh, oh yeah, but probably. I'm not I'm not as familiar with that one. We'll we'll have to end yeah. up watching that. We at some will point. probably at some point. Yeah. yeah, and there and there was something like a glass case in the middle of the room. I didn't know what was in it because it was just, I wasn't physically there. I was watching footage, so I don't know what was in it. But there was probably some fun like little easter egg there and i just i just like that feeling i like um a line that gives you something to do and look at and like brings you into the world slowly um the comparison point being um harry potter and the forbidden journey which is based structurally around this ride so it makes sense but that like you go through hogwarts before you get on the thing so you get to like oh here's a hogwarts classroom while i'm waiting in line for four hours you know here's a you know um here's where all the living paintings are that I can walk by as I'm waiting in line. So like, I liked that this version was, I don't know, um, like a play play place version of, of the bugle. <laughs> I was just like, Oh yeah, I'm in the bugle. Awesome. Um, yeah. And the idea of the scoop, like uh scorpion funding megalomaniac, J Jonah Jameson creating armored reporter vehicles is hilarious to me. And I, I just, <laughs> Sure, why not? That's why. Well, we're it's in it. it's it's on brand for Jonah because like Jonah yeah. would create like robots to go kill Spider Man. <laughs> like, yeah, sure, seems pretty on brand. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean that that and and like I just love the room that you were talking about with the spider. I love the mm. uh, the uh, the prototype scoop vehicle like in the middle of the room. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. under the dome, like it's. <laughs> it, like it's like a presentation room is yeah. what it's supposed to be i think sure yeah yeah to show off and he's yeah. got and they have of course like um you know video monitors along the way so that like jay jonah right. can tell you stuff he's like filling you in basically yeah. giving you the gist that we gave you earlier and there's um, and there's like uh there there's like uh commercials for the daily bugle uh <laughs> where it's like a news source you can trust and it's like People like delivering, like there's like a guy delivering a newspaper and a newsstand guy catches it and then gives up the, gives the thumb up and then the delivery guy <laughs> gives the thumbs up like to the camera. Like it's just, it's like really cheesy and great. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I really and like then that. you, and you ride the ride itself, I guess you get loaded in and then uh, into your yeah. particular scoop and then you go into it and they give this... you your, your night vision goggles, AKA your 3d glasses. Awesome. Um, awesome. Love it. Yeah. The, um, there's this weird, you know, it's the same thing we've been talking about with the exterior and the Island itself. But when you start the ride and it's New York as fantasy, this version of New York, the cartoonish New York iconography, there's some like deep primal teenage mutant Ninja Turtles place in my heart that just gets excited by fake New York alleyways with like, yes. spotlights going over it. I love it. I love oh, it so I love much. it. And they have, they have like a little like shadow of Spidey swinging by, and I'm like yes. And then the spider signal, like the like real deal, legit, just spider signal panning over bricks and corners. Yeah. And boy, howdy! Oh I man, that. when yeah. I was a kid, I loved this ride, but I hated the spider signal because I was like, <laughs> that's Batman's thing. Spider Man doesn't have a signal. This ride is stupid. <laughs> uh, and then. And then later, of course, uh, you know, I'm an adult and I'm like, oh, my God, it's a spider signal, like from the comics. Right. 
sticks. Yeah, on his little belt. Oh, but you great. just yeah, you never you never see the spider signal like in any of the cartoons that I watched. They no, they never used not. it, and so yeah. I didn't know. Uh, and I thought it was something they made up for the ride. And I was yeah. like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Of. Yeah, it it is stupid. It is, but it's great. You know, oh, yeah. like why does Spidey need a spider signal? Like he blinds like people with it occasionally in the comics i guess i don't know but it's just fun it's his face as a circle it's just his face as a circle i love it i love that they brought that back in homecoming like what a weird deep cut to have the spiders oh not homecoming the end of civil war i guess right um that spidey's web shooters allow him to shoot the spider signal i don't know it's dumb but i got excited seeing it and you get jay jonah have his headline oh that means spidey's nearby when spidey's around (laughs) trouble's nearby you know what trouble means headlines like Yes, just give all give all of that to me. Um, and then, of course, um, there's the the reveal, the reveal of the three dimensional stuff. Like when you land on your first screen, mm-hmm. and Spidey jumps on the scoop, which is built on this really elaborate like three D gimbal, like what they used to make the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park or whatever. So it can move in any direction and swoo, swerve and sway and whatnot. Uh, he jumps on it, and the thing reacts, and you see Spidey in front of you for the first time, and Oh boy, that that's good. Like that is, if I was a kid, I would lose my mind. The animation animation's a little Gumby like, but there's like tons of personality to it. And yeah, yeah. And hey, there's Spidey, and he's there, and he likes you, and he's like, "Be careful, nice shades." Just like pointing out how dumb you look with your stupid three right. D glasses on. God, that's that's so good. And then they have like the practical like. Uh, alleyway continues and there's a you know garbage truck i guess like a real garbage truck there sure why not and then you swerve to the side to get out of the way of the garbage truck and then you land at where the syndicate is okay sure why not um but right. like this but the, the garbage yeah. truck is uh the 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 truck driver is stan lee uh-huh. oh no way oh yeah that's this is, fun that's <laughs> his cameo oh good job stan that's really great i mean just like you you, and you end up in the lair and they have the big built practical chunks of the Statue of Liberty, which is right. fun. They're like yeah. a cartoony green and the tablets on the ceiling. It's very like the Jurassic Park, the ride where like you look up around you with the pipes and the ceilings and stuff like. And then just that the syndicate, like Ock is just like already so full of himself. Uh, infighting is like two minutes away at the point that we descend on this group of idiots that like. You know, then <laughs> now I will own New York. You mean us or we, right? Yeah, sure, we. <laughs> it's Ugh. dumb. It's fun. And Electro comes at you and scares you. Yeah, well this is this is probably a good point to, is, to talk about the uh yeah. the technology behind this ride, which yeah, sure. they yeah, basically let's break it down. Yeah. yeah, they like invented uh for the ride because the idea of because the, the problem they were trying to figure out was like, OK, you're in a moving vehicle, but you've got these mm-hmm. screens. So, like, how do we make the screens feel like they're part of the, the situation? So, like, for example, yeah. when we first see the syndicate, you have a screen and on the screen is like this giant warehouse and you've got like Hobgoblin, like uh, you know, flying around on the glider and you've got Dr. Octopus like walking around on his arms and, and electros like (laughs) flying around with electricity and whatnot. And so you, you've got them all, they're all using like the full space of this giant warehouse that's on this screen. And then in front of the screen, you have practical, uh, boxes like cargo boxes, um, to sort of like blend 
the screen with the practical. And then when you see it in 3D, it just looks like you're looking into a warehouse. That room, yeah. Right, yeah. into that room. But they couldn't figure out how to do that and let it move because mm -hmm. eventually, you know, you would move to a certain place and if you're looking in a real room, your perception of the room changes. Like you can see the side of the room, you know, as you're yeah, like walking. Yeah, perspective adjusts. Right, as you perspective yeah, adjusts, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But if it's yeah. if it's just a projection on a screen, you can't do that. So like it would take you out of it. And so they, in, in, and, and with the 3D, the 3D just complicates that because, you know, in order for 3D to work, it it you have to be looking directly at it at the exact from right a angle distance, yeah, right. away from the screen, yeah, right, right, right. So they were trying to figure out how to do that, and they invented this thing called like what is it, squ squinching, squinching, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, squinching, where uh, they actually time the 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 perspective present in the video with mm -hmm. the cart moving past it so that it seamlessly feels like you are moving and looking at a room. So if you were just standing right. like there it, watching the yeah. screen, the, 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 uh, the screen, like the image on the screen would like morph and change and move in like weird, like trippy ways. But when you're yeah. in the cart moving, it's recreating the feeling that you would get looking at one spot as your as as your the thing that you're in is moving, yeah. And so and your like, perspective is changing. Yeah, it keeps it from feeling like a flat screen because the distortion you would see from moving, they like distort it in the opposite way. It's like right, a, like noise canceling headphones for your eyes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's it is it's really the technology of it is really incredible. Yeah, and and yeah. and especially for like 1999 when they made it uh, that like they're in the behind the scenes doc. There's somebody that like, when we were coming up with the idea for the attraction, people were like that's literally impossible, but it was just cause it had not been done before. Right. But they just, they had to invent it in order to make it. And I, I just love that. I love breakthroughs like that. I love, you know, it reminds me of the people like making Jurassic park or something. The first right. time they were like, Oh, we could do a fully moving CGI dinosaur. Right. But we'll have to really like, we'll have to invent everything it, i think it, this might be so cool. mm. i think this might be the only the only ride that mm. i can think like i think this is the only ride made by universal that invented technology if i'm not mistaken okay. i think other yeah. ones they were like oh we like that technology but we can do it better you know like yeah. like yeah. back to the future is like an improvement of the technology in uh in Somebody uh star else's. tours um, oh, okay yeah yeah, and I guess Body Wars to a certain extent as well from uh, sure. Epcot. Yeah. But I know some uh, of those but, words. Yeah, but those were <laughs> those are uh, like you're in a you're in a car and the the windshield of the car is a screen, and so like oh, so I yeah, see. so it's that. Whereas like Back to the Future is it's an IMAX dome and the car lifts into the IMAX dome, and so like there's no the 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 screen is all you can see. Yeah, you know? there's no seams. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's that that's how they improved the the original technology. Um, but this is something they basically just invented, uh, and I yeah. think it's one of the only times. Although I can't think of another roller coaster dark ride 
that mm-hmm. I've ever I've ever seen other than the Mummy or the Revenge of the Mummy or whatever Mummy yeah. Revenge. Whatever That's that all is. I know of. But um, can I only which know is, one park? <laughs> which is which I will say is uh, the the version that you wrote is uh, uh, not great. They like squeezed yeah. it. They squeezed it into a space. Uh, that, like they squeezed a ride that needed twice that space into yeah. the space that it's in, and because well, it literally um, used to be a soundstage, like right. they gave up one of the sound stages on the actual real working back lot of Universal to fit yeah. the Mummy ride in it, and it's like yeah. that's not enough yeah. space. Which, that. which, yeah. So, so you know, if you <laughs> you ever go to Universal and you ride that ride, you'll be like, oh my god, this ride's amazing because <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's incredible at Universal Studios, oh, cool. but uh, yeah, at yeah. Orlando, but in Hollywood, apparently, it's just a it, it's a it's a neck numbing nightmare. Um, yeah, no thanks. But, yeah, yeah. Um, it is cool, like the the technology in this, and then seeing the next generation of it, which is basically um, uh, the the Harry Potter one, the Forbidden Journey, which is right. the first thing. Like, I, I guess it was for like twelve consecutive years in the. Uh, amusement today land of the you know when people uh do awards for the best dark rides for 12 straight years this ride the amazing adventures of spider-man was the uh, gold medal winner for 12 years and then it was only just unseated by harry potter and the forbidden journey in 2011 uh but because that is the next iteration of the same technology like it's the right. the ride is built the same way essentially the just the new update is we have different 3D now, you know, and the um, the screens move as well as the um, rider carriage. So right. that, um, like in Forbidden Journey, in these moments where, like in Spider-Man, where you happen upon the uh, environment to look at, instead of having to squinch as the uh, ride moves by, literally the screen itself will move with you oh. as your as your ride moves around, which is like it's very intense and disorienting um it's a fun ride but yeah so um we we meet them at the thing and then um it's kind of hard to tell the the specifics of the narrative and just uh viewing it through eight times uh on a (laughs) on a youtube video but uh we get away i guess uh yeah we the electro does a weird thing where he goes to electrocute us but he doesn't use his electricity powers he just uses a a big electrical cable yeah. from the environment, which doesn't totally make sense to me, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and Scream does her one thing in the entire ride, which is that she jumps at you. Yeah. She is a scary monster. She looks scary because she's Venom. And then Ock pulls her <laughs> away. I don't know. Um, but we, but what we then get is like some choice 90s guitar licks, which is super oh, yeah. fun. And Doc Ock wants the glory and goes after us. And then they reveal the head of the Statue of Liberty, and it's practically built, like, above you. Like, yeah. it's it's something on par with, like, you know, the uh, the T-Rex jumping at you in uh, the Jurassic Park ride or something. Like, they built this, they built the Statue of Liberty head. That's great. Then there's floating boxes, and there's, like, light that looks like it's the, uh, the laser from his anti-gravity gun, like, floating the head of the Statue of Liberty, and then floating these boxes. And I'm sure they're, yeah. like, on animatronic rigs or something but i'm just like you know what hell yes i'm in it and then i love that doc ock busts through a wall like a brick wall and he's got like a heat gun and i'm like yeah yeah this is great Um, well then well there's the hydro man bit first oh yeah Uh, i that i totally forgot about that that's a thing yeah um 
Hydro Man shows up, uh, yeah. and like Spider Man, like you end up in a sewer, and Spider Man mm. is just like, you know, gee whiz, guys, like, well, <laughs> you know, what are you, what are you doing down here? Yeah. And then Hydro Man like raises up behind him. That's uh, right. Yeah, and and yeah. you get sprayed with water, of course, because it's a four D. Oh, oh, that's nice. That's what four yeah. D means is when they use effects to touch you. Is that what that yeah. means? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so when, when Electro fries you, there's like a fog machine, so there's like smoke, you know? Oh, uh, okay. Okay. And, uh, and, and, and later, so like, yeah, so you get sprayed with water there. I think you get sprayed with water a little bit from Scream's tongue too, but you get like uh, okay. a lot more water from- When Hydro Man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with Hydro Man. Do you and think then that's when, why they included Hydro Man? Because nobody generally cares about Hydro Man, but it's like, oh, this is something we can use the water effect for. Right. Okay. <laughs> but then when when uh when Doc Ock blasts you with uh with the with the fire out of his arm, out of his tentacle, mm-hmm. um, you get like an actual like burst of like heat. Whoa. Um, yeah. That's nuts. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now now that makes more sense. And then we get um Halloween jokes from the Hobgoblin, which I just wrote <laughs> in all caps, hell yes, Halloween jokes. Um, something about like trick or die but like you you gotta lean into the fact that those are the halloween guys that's why they have the jack-o'-lantern bombs come on and they do the um (laughs) the classic 3d shot like the uh the silliest of all 3d shots where something is thrown directly at you the pumpkin bomb comes at you and then spidey like gets it it. webbing and pulls it away oh so fun it's goofy it's sold well and then it transitions into what i think is like the best integration of the practical and 3d stuff well, well, hold on, hold on. So I, okay, I, I okay, do okay. want to, I want to give credit where credit's due because oh, okay. while, yeah. while they do, they do put Doc Ock in a ripoff of the Alfred Molina Doc Ock costume with the, with yeah. the trench coat and everything. Uh, yeah. They do not do the same with the Hobgoblin and they just yeah. give Hobgoblin like the legit sort of uh chain mail, ch- chain, yes. chain, chain mail, like uh like uh, armor layer arm, armor what what uh, scales like chainmail like scale scales. mail yeah yeah scale mail <laughs> there we go uh with like the <laughs> big belt buckle and the hood and the goblin face the like tattered it's cape and the oh, boots man. with the cuffs over oh man it's incredible it's, um, it's really it's really great and he sounds just perfect he's just like this cackling weirdo um yeah screaming about <laughs> yeah well just trick the thing or that die. I meant to, trick or die oh, so good the thing that i meant to say about like th- my favorite integration of the practical 3d stuff is that like his second pumpkin bomb goes off in this direction and you follow with your eyes and then it crashes into the the bridge area thing that you're at and yeah. literal real fire explodes next to it and it's timed perfectly and it just yeah. looks like the the part of whatever fantasy land you're in is directly impacting you in the world and i was like that is that is just that's cool as all get out oh, that yeah. is some, that is some spider-man business right there um and, and then and you end up point, in the theater district yeah you end up in the theater district like their broadway type thing and at this point i'm like oh, i get the gist of the ride and i'm i'm happy with the content and the you know tone they're aiming at and this is all very well for a ride great like this is working out great in the district though the thing happens that like takes it to the next level which is literally yeah literally takes it to the next level that uh, that doc ock after a, a prime spidey quip which is um let me see if i can uh in my notes here yeah he says wow doc your aim's worse than your haircut uh, Doc gets Doc Ock gets pissed and says it's good enough for your sitting duck friends, and then zaps you guys with the levitation gun. 
And then you're levitated up into the sky and they don't just do it by, all right, here's the 3D footage making you feel like you're going up and here's the gimbal on the scoop making you feel like you're moving. They also go through the, you know, go to the effort of physically moving the buildings around you so that like the fake skyscrapers on either side of you between you and the screen sink down into the floor super fast. So it makes you feel like you're shooting up into the air. Like have well, you ever been at um at a stoplight and like the person next to you starts moving and for a second you feel like you're moving backwards? Yes. It's that weird perceptive trick in your yeah. brain. Yeah. What were well, you going to say? Well, I was going to say it's not actually they're they're not sinking into the floor. It's actually oh. uh projected windows onto blank oh. buildings. <laughs> That are that are sort of like moving down to Downward. feel like you're raising up, yeah. Oh, see, that's even cheaper to implement and smarter. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it works like gangbusters. I yeah. mean, like you're like watching it, and you can't even tell that it's a projection. And the reason why you can't is because they've made all of the windows look like these projection windows. All the practical oh, windows look like look these the projection windows so that you can't, you don't tell, you're, you're, you can't sense the difference. Yeah. That's so great. That's so yeah. great. But yeah, so then you launch up into the air and you're, and the guitar comes back and we're swinging through the skies with Spidey and, you know, six-year-old Zach is screaming his head off, just so excited right. about it. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. At that point, it's sort of a spectator sport, I guess, with him fighting the rest of the syndicate. But um, Yeah, but you're like, you're attached to his webbing. So like you're swinging around. When he swings around, you're getting like pulled around too. Pulled along with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see. It's just cool. And yeah. <laughs> when... I don't know, like, Hydra-Man and Electro think they're about to get you. There's just a bit where, like, Spidey says, like, he gives them some sort of, like, uh, quip, like, super idiots or super dummies or something. But he says, guess again. And he, like, swings into frame and they play the altered theme song from the 60s that, like, you know, um, does whatever a spider can song. Yeah. And it is thrilling like a genuinely thrilling even though it even though the animation's not quote-unquote realistic and i'm not physically sitting there and it is a cartoonish display through a youtube video that i'm watching that i'm not actually being there i got like this thrill from spidey swinging into frame saving the day and the 60s theme song playing it's just it's just fun it's just yeah. fun and then we have a fall scare. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Like Which you fall like I, yeah. <laughs> I I I love the fall scare. Uh, I love <laughs> that all they have to do is blow uh, blow a fan in your face and tilt the ride vehicle forward and you feel like you're falling. I don't <sighs> It's magic. I love it. I yeah. love fall scares in in ah, motion simulators. Little, I think that's just amazing. Yeah. Like magic in the sense of like stage magic or like Yeah. I like George Millet, like making silent films or something like it's right. so silly when you're taking a step back, but the fact that it works on you, like in your, all your five senses at that same moment, there's something just cool about that. Like, Oh, yeah. I made a thrill ride, a literal thrill ride. Yeah. As you and then we get Stan Lee's second cameo. Yeah. Where he tells us we the, did a great job. Yeah. yeah. He's on the ground waiting. Uh, and he's the guy and then, that tells us to get out of our vehicles also. Yeah. And Spidey, like they have the physical gravity gun there at the end that Spidey's like delivered it to JJ with like a note or something. Yeah. But I just, 
<laughs> why JJ? I don't know. Yeah, but... sure. No, no, no. But just props, like building props and all that. Yeah. Oh, right. No, 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 no. He doesn't deliver it to, a- to to JJ. He has delivered it to the cops, but he has aimed it into JJ's office oh, and turned it on. Because there we you go. Can, you can see as you're passing by, you can see like there's a there's a green light on above where your car is going and you can see you can see jj floating on the ceiling i thought that like spidey had stuck him to the ceiling or something as like payback i didn't really get that when i I yeah just like eight times you guys and i did not put two and two together there that's fun uh but yeah the gravity gun is just giving jj one more tough day at the end of it and you end up back at the beginning of the ride that is just that's fun it's fun. I get it's why really people fun. like theme parks. I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really fun, and it will be it will be sad when one day this goes away. But uh, it, I do feel like the fact that it is uh, it is an off brand Spider Man uh, does in today's <laughs> day and age in 2017 does hurt it a little bit. Yeah, um, it's incredible okay. that this is almost a 20 year 20 year old ride. Yeah, and it's still going. Like, yeah, jeez, jeez, a piece. Twenty years. That's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. I would, I would like to check that out at some point. I, I hope it doesn't go away before I, yeah, make it to Florida. Hopefully, one one day we have to have like a we we'll have to have like a dueling genre family trip to <laughs> Orlando. That would be that's. Let's make our money. Which would, yeah, be su- would be which would be super ironic for 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 you living in LA. Like <laughs> we're gonna go all the way to Florida. <laughs> it's worth it though, aren't the? Is that not the idea though that like theme parks are better in Florida because there's more room, right? Like yeah, I mean generally, like, I I've hmm. heard arguments that that Disneyland is a better experience than mm-hmm. Disney World because it's like everything in one park instead of spaced out to like four parks. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, but also Disney World has a lot more than Disneyland, but then Disneyland has all the history. So I don't know. It goes back and forth. But Back and forth, yeah. Um, I've never been to like Disneyland. To I want to go, but. Yeah. yeah. It's there. Yeah, it's there. Which, <laughs> it's there for a reason, I guess. People like it. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, but yeah, that's. Those are basically all my thoughts on the ride. I yeah, no, I mean, it. Yeah. it's such I, a fun ride, and I and I love how well it works like it 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 yeah. works really well as a ride uh which mm-hmm. is shocking uh you know <laughs> when i was when i was looking into i i want to know more about the history of this ride and like what like i mean was this the first draft or did they try other <laughs> things before they got to the statue of liberty storyline like what I, what the what development did they, where process? Did, yeah, what was yeah. the development process? Because I've read the development process of Back to the Future, and it was insane. Yeah, uh, that <laughs> yeah. that rides that rides development process was incredible. Uh, yeah. So I, I would like, love to know more, but I, yeah. there's nothing out there right now. It might honestly, it was sad to say, it might take it being retired for there to be like a uh, right a large scale. I don't know, like an oral history or whatever. Yeah, an oral yeah. history of it or something. Yeah, but it's fun. It's Spidey. And I, I do think, like, I would have been legitimately obsessed with that as a kid. Because mm-hmm. before we got, you know, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, I guess, uh, there was no way to feel that feeling of, wow, I'm really flying through the air with Spider-Man. 
Um, uh-huh. Just that like genuine primal like <gasps> gasp thrill outside yeah. of something like this. Yeah. And I think they they really delivered it. Absolutely. Yeah. Dope. So, Spidey. So yeah, <laughs> that's the amazing adventures of Spider-Man. Uh, why it's plural, I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, we're really only going on one adventure there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Hate to break it to you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, technically, uh, it should be called Islands of Adventures, um, and <laughs> this should be Amazing Adventure of Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> semantics. Right. Yeah, well, get that time machine uh, one more time and go back and tell them to to change. Guys, <laughs> every episode, every episode, singular, we... plural. Somebody's wires got <laughs> crossed and they switched. They got a little switcheroo. Um, but, uh, yeah, so much fun. So, so much, much fun. fun. Um, all right. Well, I think that's, uh, I think that about wraps us up. Uh, yeah. happy Thanksgiving, everybody yeah. in America. Enjoy your food. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you can and, celebrate uh, at other we'll, places. But... <laughs> we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back <laughs> next weekend to talk about what's, what's next on the agenda. Um, is it a movie next? Oh yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, because oh, wow, like a we've done we've yeah. already done a full round. Um, <laughs> we're back yeah. to uh, we're back to. I guess we should do a Sam Raimi movie next time. Right? Yeah, um, that makes sense. Um, uh, let's see. I I would vote for either uh, a Simple Plan or mm-hmm. Dark Man. Mm, I haven't seen either actually. Okay. So maybe <clears throat> uh, maybe. Maybe Dark Man? Dark Man? Dark Man? I'm just okay. thinking with these I'm just in this mood with these like weird back alleyways and dark. Oh man. yeah, that's fair. Thing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Simple plan is out in like the woods. Um Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's sort All of Fargo ish. It's like his oh, okay. Fargo. Uh Got it. simple plan. But uh that yeah. So, okay, yeah. let's do Dark Man. Cool. Let's do Dark Man. Yeah. yeah, I think that might be the first uh, Liam Neeson action movie ever. <laughs> before it was, before he was the king of dad media. Yeah, Liam Neeson and Darkman. Right, and we'll talk so. about that next week. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll do Darkman and Spider Man news. Yeah, I like and it. some kind of discussion topic that we don't know yet. So, <laughs> stop putting us on the spot, guys. Yeah, uh, geez, come on. <laughs> lay off. Make a show over here. God. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Bye.